Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The seal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Good morning, church. Uh, first, I would like to thank Sarah from High Point Life KK, Kota Kinabalu, not Kota Kemuning, uh, for reading for us Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. Now, I'm not sure about you, what was going through your mind. For those of you who are online, or those of you here, uh, you all saw me standing here looking whether I'm waiting to talk and nothing's on screen. Uh, let me tell you, it was intentional. Uh, I don't know whether how many of you noticed. La. There was a 14 second blank. Uh, I don't know where you're counting. I doubt. La. It was intentional. It was 14 seconds. Now you're probably wondering, this speaker, uh, a bit too much, right? I'll just wait for 14 seconds. Or you all felt like, eh, why so long? Lagging. Uh, the speaker lagging uh, or the video lagging. Uh. Uh, don't worry, it's not. Now, I didn't notice, okay, it was even better. I hope you all didn't notice. For, for some of us, right, 14 seconds came very fast, you didn't notice. For, for some of us, 14 seconds felt very long. I, I don't know about you, like, whether you all felt it very long or not. And sometimes waiting, no matter how short a period, right, can feel very long. I don't know about you all. Like. I'll give you an example. So, for those who don't know, the longest lockdown or movement control order in Malaysia was actually 5 months and 11, oh wait, 17 days. Not, not I count one, like Wikipedia say one. This was in, from January, 11 January 2021 to 28 June 2021. I don't know about you, like, on hindsight, it doesn't feel so long. You're, you're probably wondering, where got long? It's very long. Or some of you felt, Eh? Quite short only, uh, five months. Similarly to the people of Israel, they had to wait very long for what Isaiah said to come true. When Isaiah met, when Isaiah said that um, prophecy. Now, this prophecy is what we always see, right? You know, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. It's always linked to Christmas. I'm sure many of us love Christmas. We love receiving gifts. Maybe the buying not so much. Uh, that's why today the Pagi Party was to inspire you to buy gift. Um, we all love receiving gift. We all love giving gift. And it becomes such a crucial element of Christmas. Today, as we enter the month of Christmas, as we enter the season of Christmas, we have to relook at the aspect of this um, gift giving. And hopefully, we will... We'll look a bit deeper and we will celebrate Christmas, able to celebrate Christmas a bit more meaningfully. Now, can I have the next slide? Isaiah 9 verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, on hindsight again, as I mentioned, we all know that this verse is about Jesus. But underlining this verse, right, there's actually a deeper meaning to it. But if you, and if you read this verse again, right, you realize it's not just so much about a prophecy, but it's about a promise. It's a promise of a gift. 
Now, to understand this, we must understand what Isaiah is talking about. So let me give a little bit of context. The prophet Isaiah, the, the person, the man who, who, who say out this verse or who wrote this, he was speaking to Israel in three different periods. Pre-exile, pre-exile, exile, post-exile. Okay? Now, in this verse, he's actually speaking to the southern kingdom of Israel called Judah. Okay? This was during their pre-exile period. It means they have not gone to exile. Okay? Although Israel, Judah, wasn't in exile, the situation was not very good. They're looking at around their neighboring countries, their enemies, and their neighboring countries are getting stronger. That was the time the people were looking at that. And, and, and because of that, they were asking this question, no. Where is God? Is God for us? Is God against us? Now, what was interesting, right, about Isaiah 9, verse 6, to, uh, 6 and 7, is that this prophecy, right, was smack in front, right? Sorry, it was smack in between two verse, two, 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 to- two topics. The first one was Isaiah was telling the people of Israel that you all will go to exile because of your sins. God will punish you. But uh, for to us, a child is born. A son is given. And after that, okay, after exile, God will still be here. A bit odd. I don't know about you, like, when you're reading it, right? It finds it can be a bit odd. But is this, you know, what Isaiah is really saying is, look, even if situation gone dire, even if situation look bleak, even if situation were gloomy, God is affirming you that there is hope. That's why Isaiah starts to us, for to us, to us. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Now let me give you an illustration, lah. Again, sorry, I will use the lockdown or COVID in Malaysia as an example. Remember when we were at the peak of lockdown, right? I don't know about you, I always read the news and there were 2,000 to 3,000 number of cases. And every day the numbers seem to be going up and up and up. It doesn't seem to be going down, just during the peak of lockdown. Um, and we are always waiting, I don't know about you, we are always waiting for either the defence minister to come up and give announcement or we are waiting for the director of general, the health director, general, the health DG, uh, to, give, to come up. And I always find very interesting about our health DG because he'll come and assure us. He'll say, we can get through this. Just follow SOP. Everybody needs to follow SOP. And then we will get through this. He's always there trying to affirm you know, that there is hope, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I don't know about you, personally, I didn't find that very hopeful. Why? Because it was conditional. I can follow SOP, but if others don't, right, it doesn't mean that there is light at the end of the tunnel. But here, in this prophecy, right, in this promise, there was no condition. God used Isaiah and said, for to us, a child is born. It will happen. It was as though God was affirming that there is this hope. It's not a conditional one. Not say, okay, la, if you all behave, got hope. No. It's that there is hope. At the same time, right, this promise, right, was also the assurance of Emmanuel. You know, two, two chapters before this, can I have the next slide, please? Two chapters before this, Isaiah 7, verse 14 to 6. Let me read it to you. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. 
and shall be called and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curbs and honey when he knows how to sorry, when he knows how to refuse evil and choose good. For before the boys know how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Like Isaiah 9 verse 6, this verse is also about Jesus. And actually the book of Matthew quoted this verse. But this prophecy, right, this promise that Isaiah gave in chapter 9 verse 6 isn't just God giving hope. But God is assuring His people, right, I am with you. Emmanuel, I am with you. Unfortunately, although Isaiah prophesied or tell the people about God's gift, right, it didn't come until much, much, much later. For those of us, we had 14 seconds of blank screen. We had five to six months of lockdown. The people had to wait, no, not just, you know, Isaiah is in the middle of the Bible, right? They don't just have to wait until the last book, which is the book of Malachi. But there is also another, there's like 400 period of silence. Now, what do I mean by the 400 period of silence, right? It's when God didn't speak to his people at all. Nothing happened. And, and that was when, you know, the Greek and Roman Empire rise up. But that's a different story altogether. Now, I don't know about you. 14, months, 14, 14 seconds is fine. Four months, bearable. I think, like, look at some of your face. Your face don't tell me whether it's true or not. Bearable. 400 years. We go 40 years of lockdown. I don't know how we will be able to take it. 400 years of silence. 400 years of waiting. Whatever hope and whatever affirmation of hope or assurance that the people had will be gone. But you know, God is not a God that will lie. So a child is born eventually. And after 400 years, God came through with his promise. For to us, a child is born. This is the presenting of the gift. And you know, right, this gift right, that God presents, you would think that God would come in a most glorious way, you know, majestic way. God would come like, like Superman. I, I'm a comic book fan. Like Superman, you no, know, send rocket from the sky, boom, and then after that, with a, with a card that says, here's my gift to you from God. But this is not, I'm not here to promote any Superman show. It didn't happen like that. In fact, it came from all unlikeliest possibilities. What do I mean? Huh? First, it came from the unlikeliest of person. A nobody. A girl. I'm not saying a girl is nobody. Huh? Let me clarify. Later on, the girl stoned me. A girl who is nobody, you know. It came from this girl who, who nobody knows about her. A girl named Mary. But worse still, right, it came from the most unlikeliest process. Matthew 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way. When his mother had been betrothed to when his mother Mary has been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. A nobody? Now through a virgin birth. Can you imagine this for a second with me, yeah? You found out somebody's pregnant. I think the first question you do, oh, who is the father, correct? I mean, nobody asks who is the mother, right? Mother is already there. We usually ask who is the father. Or for those of us who have a daughter, who know, or, or somebody we take care of 
our first question, hey, who's the father if the person's not married? Can you imagine that person say, oh, nobody, the Holy Spirit. I, I, can, can you imagine the scandal it will cause? You know, I remember watching this show, um, the first Star Wars movie, sorry, the Star Wars of my era, la, um, The Phantom Menace, I don't know whether you all still remember. This, this scene always caught my attention. Um, this Jedi master was talking to this lady. They were, he was trying to get the son, Anakin Skywalker. That's where you get Darth Vader. La. And asked, who is the father? The mother said, there was none. It just happened. And no, the, the, the Jedi master, was ve- I find it very interesting. Oh, it's, as though it's very normal, you know. I, I doubt this will happen today. Nobody will, hey, who's the father? Nobody, it just, it just came to be. Oh, okay. Nobody will do that. It, was, it would be a scandal, you know. The scandal of scandalous. But it came. It came through the most unlikeliest process. But it didn't just end there, you know. I always find this. It didn't just end there. It came through the unlikeliest of places. Now we can have the slides. Luke 2, verse 6 to 7 says this. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth, gave birth sorry, to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, you know the word manger? Next, this word manger? It's a place, right? It's actually a place where you put food for animals to eat. Now, Bible never said anything about a stable. Of course, most of our picture talks about a stable. Uh, and possibly, they could have been there. But because Mary needed to put Jesus on a, in a manger, the baby, the child, it would mean that there were animals present. Correct? Such an unsanitary place to put a baby. Correct? Now, here's this. This is it would mean that where they, where he gave birth is not in some like Columbia Hotel, uh, Columbia Hospital. Nobody gave birth in a hotel, sorry. Columbia Hospital. It's not like in Hospital Sorry uh, to those, this is a hospital in Klang. But it is in the presence of animals. This Now, here's another thing. This is probably where the animals would stay, would sleep. My my language would shit. Can you imagine the scenario at the time? This child that will be born, first through a nobody, unlikeliest of person, unlikeliest of process, through a virgin birth, unlikeliest of place, in a place where Animals do their business. Animals stay. And that's not all. The fact is the announcement of this gift, right? The announcement of this child came to two groups, two unlikeliest groups. We won't be talking about both groups. I want to focus on one. Came not even uh, to the people God promised, you know. It came to a group of wise men. You will see some translation call them magis, some translation call them scholars. But these wise men were not even God's people. They were from the East. Let me read to you. Can we have the next slide, please? 
Okay, let me read to us. This is quite a long verse, so I will try to read it fast. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when he rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the child was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophets. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, ascertained from them where the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And after being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now, most pictures, if you Google, you will see there are three wise men. But actually, there may be more. People think it's three because of the gift. And here's another thing. I remember when I was young, right? Some, I was, was really young, somebody told me, hey, Christmas, is it because, that, I mean, it was in Sunday school, uh, um, this person, a new, a, new, a new person, a new, a new classmate came and said, hey, is Christmas because of this gift uh, that the wise man gave? And you know, and a young, uh, immature and judgmental, I look at him, and say, wow, this person so stupid, I don't know. And, no, la, it's not, la, it's because of Jesus as a gift. But as I think further, right, there is a deeper meaning. I mean, if not, why would it be written? Why would Matthew write that? Now, this gift that the wise man gave was significant because it signified who Jesus will be. Isaiah, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the son is the purpose of this gift. Three gifts that the wise man gave. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. Now, let me ask a question. Lah. Those who are online, you can respond. Those who are here, please raise up your hand. We're going to talk about these three gifts. How many of us would consider gold an appropriate gift to give to a child? Can I see a raise of hands? Uh, those online, please respond. A show of hands. Who would give gold to a child? On, um, the, on, you'll go to the hospital and give gold. Well, not many, huh? Who would think, okay, sorry, who would think the appropriate gift? To receive, yes, okay. But not asking about receiving, lah. And, and, uh, sorry? Or can't afford, okay. If you can afford, would you think it's an appropriate gift? Or is it, I would think it's an appropriate gift. Okay, some people say close relative give gold. Uh, somebody said, who will give gold to a child? Well, it's true. But of course, not, not really inappropriate lah, to a certain extent. 
because we do give gold in important important ceremonies, like in wedding. I, I mean, Ivan is not promoting here to ask me to give, ask you all to give him gold lah, huh? again. But we do give gold sometimes, especially close relative, as somebody said. Now, just like today, gold was a very valuable commodity, and it was given right to represent royalty and nobility. And here, right, when the wise man gave the gold. It was to signify Jesus as king. To signify his kingship here on earth. Okay? So that was gold. Frankincense. How of you all think... Okay, maybe I should explain what frankincense is first. Huh? Frankincense is an aromatic gum. You're probably looking at me a bit weird. Um, it's actually taken from the bark of a tree. I won't explain further. Um, and when you burn it, right, there's a very nice smell. So in my head, I'm thinking of like an unprocessed perfume la, before you become liquid. It was that. La. Would you all consider an appropriate gift? Perfume. Let me give you an easier way. Perfume. Okay? Nobody here says it's appropriate. Let me see. Oh, nobody's saying here. Now, frankincense, when it's... Now, frankincense is used in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. It was used as an offering to God. And if you read the Old Testament, frankincense is a symbol of righteousness and holiness. And when the wise man gave frankincense to Jesus, it was to symbol his priesthood. Or in other words, signifying Jesus as priest. Now, let me give a little bit of context. The priest here plays the role of a mediator between God and man. A prophet does that. But a prophet can't do much. A priest usually comes and mediate, mediate for the people for God. To mediate on behalf of the people for God. And here, right, when, when the wise man gave it, right, it's to signify that Jesus will be the priest, the mediator for God's people and God. Last, myrrh. Okay, I won't ask this one, lah. Myrrh is, for me, is one of the most inappropriate gifts to give to a child. Why? Ah? Now, myrrh has a preservative feature. To do what? To preserve dead bodies. Please don't give this to any child or any children or any, any mother who just gave birth. But myrrh is actually at the time used to preserve. And if you mix with wine, right, it can just form a very bitter drink. Not that I drank it before, lah. But this one I just, you know, I read from somewhere. Lah. And here, right, when they gave myrrh to Jesus, it was to signify Jesus' sacrifice or Jesus as the sacrifice. So king, priest, sacrifice. This was God's gift to us through his son in an unlikely, unlikeliest yet remarkable form. Next slide, please. So it comes with this. Let me give it. For those of you who are watching the slides, huh? God's promised gift. For to us, this gift was to, give, for to affirm us of his hope, was to assure us of his presence. And how did this gift came? Next. A child is born. The presenting of the gift in the most unlikeliest process. Sorry, in the most unlikeliest person, process, place. Next. And the purpose of this gift, a son is given. It's to become king, priest, and sacrifice. 
Why? So that at the end of the day, right, when this baby is born, it is to once again next give us an affirmation of hope and assurance of his presence. It's one full circle. Now, when the prophet Isaiah gave this prophecy, he says that this child, this son given, the government will be on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I always get confused with this word, Everlasting Father, because first talk about son, then talk about father. Very weird. It's not Isaiah, so I don't know. I feel like he's very weird. But as I, as I look through further, right, you know, the term father here, right, for the Jewish people, it's not just a daddy, a father, a man. It also signifies origin. What Isaiah is saying, right, the origin of everlasting comes from this child, comes from the son that is given, which means anything eternal comes from Jesus. That is what Isaiah meant. So when Isaiah talks about for to us, a child is born. For to us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, king. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the, the origin of eternal, eternity, the Prince of Peace. So my dear friends, to those who are watching, my dear friends here, Christmas isn't just about the birth of Jesus. It is that the promise of God's gift has come to us. As we sang just now, He has come for us, this Jesus. Behind Jesus' birth is God's promise given to us today. And, and let me tell you, the world knows about the story of Jesus' birth. The world knows this. They may not know to a full extent, but they know the story. What the world doesn't know is the significance of Jesus' birth. The promise behind God's gift to us. The reason that Jesus was born. You know, we started today by waiting for 14 seconds. Maybe some of us here today are waiting. Some of us here that are watching are also in the midst of waiting. But can I tell you today, just as the people of Israel who were, who were looking and the situation that was so bleak, so gloom, that there is an affirmation of hope in the midst of the waiting, in the midst of the gloominess, the bleakness. There is an assurance of God's presence when you're waiting and there's silence, when you're waiting and there's despair. Maybe for us, we have known the story of Jesus' birth all this while. You know, I grew up, my, my parents, my family were church leaders. I grew up in a church almost, so to speak. And for many years, I knew the story of Jesus' birth. I can recite it. But I never knew the significance of Jesus' birth until I reached teenager. And somebody shared it to me. I want to share with you all one story of my students. You know, 
like me, he started attending church at a very young age. He served in every ministry possible. One of the most active person I've seen in church. He comes to Christian Fellowship in Uni, one of the key leaders. But when the tragedy happened in his family, he lost hope. He had to ask himself the hard question, what was life all about? And then he realized something. He, would, he may have served all his life, but he never really knew the significance of Jesus. He never really accepted Jesus as king, priest, sacrifice. Maybe for some of us here, we know the story in our head. We know the songs. We know the Christmas carols. But we have never considered the significance of it. We have never considered the significance of Jesus. This season of Christmas, before we start thinking about gift, will you accept this gift of Jesus today? Will we accept Jesus as King, Priest and Sacrifice? Let me tell you, the moment accept Jesus as king, priest and sacrifice there is hope there is assurance that God is with you and can I encourage us for those who really want to accept Jesus today seek out the pastors they'll be more than willing to come to your house to share with you even further to pray with you for those of us who knows and already accepted this gift of Jesus. Can I challenge us today before we get caught up in the hassle and bustle of buying gift or receiving gift? Can I challenge us to think of someone who needs to receive the gift of Jesus? How can we give them this gift before any other gift? If I could just challenge us to do two things as we start this month. The first, tell them the purpose of Christmas not just the story of Christmas it's easy to tell the story of Christmas but what people need more than ever is not just the story but the purpose of Christmas second invite them invite them for our Christmas special in our homes maybe Invite them for invite them to the, your CG's house, your home's house, your life zone house. Let them also see what it really means, this special delivery that God is giving to us. So dear church, as we enter the season of Christmas, this is our challenge today. For those who don't know, who have never understood the purpose. This is Jesus. For those of us who have, let us tell somebody the purpose and not just the story of Christmas. And truly, we can really sing 
joy to the world. We'll take a moment to pray before I end with a video. Maybe for those of us who are here, we want to respond. We have never considered Jesus as King, Priest and Sacrifice. Today is the opportunity for you to respond. For those of us, maybe God is giving to us a name to tell the purpose. That person may already know the story. What the person needs today is not just your invitation. But, your, but for you to tell them the purpose behind Christmas. Shall we pray? Unexpected majesty, you came down, Lord. Not just, not just for fun and laughter, but to be our king. A king who will bear the government on your shoulder. A king without a crown coming down to give life back to the dead. Father, even as we enter this season of Christmas, for those of us who, who have not heard, truly know who you are, encounter us, Lord, speak to us so that we know that the Christmas story isn't just a story. It's real and it is your gift to us. For those of us who know, may you give us a name so that we can share the purpose of Christmas to that person so that that person will come to know you, Lord. Give us more names to invite for our Christmas special so that more, truly more and more people will understand, they will see this promised gift that you once foretold to the prophet Isaiah. So be with us. In your most holy and precious name we pray. Amen.